Welcome to Our Jewish Roots. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old received divine approval. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Faith for the future, our journey with the patriarchs. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. And I am Jeffrey Seif. Guys, for Isaac, I think his mother was something like an anchor for him. And when she went on, he was rudderless and uh, it's time to find a wife for him. It is. We can help those boys move along, <laughs> don't we? The women. And women really do. You know, behind every good man is a better woman. But there's also a, a covenant. I mean, there was a covenant promise that Isaac had to carry on. I mean, you can't see the children as many as the stars, like Abraham's covenant through Isaac, if you don't have a wife. That's true. One of the, one of the benefits, one of the many. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Our drama today is about Isaac in need of a wife. Let's go to that right now. And Abraham sent his servant to the land of his brother Nahor, to find a wife for his son Isaac. Two words, Hine Rivka in Hebrew. Behold Rebecca. Words of destiny. People are looking for love today in all the wrong places and all the wrong ways. For those looking for guidance, faith-filled guidance, this is a story for you. If you have a daughter, a sister, a friend, a woman, a man, you make sure you send them a link to this program. At a simple level, it started off with something as simple as this, pouring water. And I want to explore this story. I need you to have a Bible in hand, please. And by the way, whenever you're tuned to this program, you might want to have one because I like to refer to it. Uh, the 24th chapter, the background here, there's a man, 40 years of age, hasn't launched yet. His father is a little restless to get on with the future. <laughs> Seems like he carries that restlessness his whole life. He says, well, you know, mom has died. This might be a good time to find a woman for my son Yitzchak. I think so. Now, personally, I would have been interested before 40. 
and I'm a little jealous to tell you the truth. Here, it's time for this man to find a woman. And so what happens is Abraham sends someone else to cut the deal. For me, I had to go do it on my own to tell you the truth. I wish I had somebody, a father like this, believe me, I could have used. Well, he sends him, but what's interesting here, he goes on a journey from Eretz Kena'an, Canaan, to Padanaram, Syria. It's a long trek. Takes 10 camels with him, laden with gold, you know, a Rolex, you know, title deed to a house in Malibu, you know, some goodies. But it's all cloaked under, you know, under sacks. People don't know what the man has, but he does have means, but he's not advertising. And indeed, you wouldn't if you're out there on the road. You don't want brigands to come and uh, take what you got. In any case, he makes his way there, we're told in chapter 24, verse 10, with his camels. And in verse 12, hear me. He says something that many people don't say. He's on an assignment to find a woman. And he says, please, he speaks to the Lord, please make something happen for me today. That's what he's looking for. God, you know, I want you to go before me in this endeavor. A lot of people say a good looking gal, they go, that's what I'm talking about. And they're off to the races. <laughs> you know, forget 20 years of Sunday school. They'll, they'll get rid of it on the quick. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. And off they go. Lord, I want to see you in this. And what he does, now here's a man who's a stranger. Nobody knows him. He shows up. And we're told in the literature, he came in the evening time in verse 11. So you figure people have already done their work by this time. He shows up and his prayer is, Lord, I got something I'd like you to do. And he holds out a litmus test and he says, by virtue of your so doing, uh, you'll demonstrate kindness and graciousness. He wants confirmation from heaven for this very important earthly business, finding a woman. While he's still praying in verse 15, Hine Rivka, all of a sudden this woman shows up. Now what he does, it's very interesting. He goes to her and in verse 17, he says to her, please. Now she's there at the end of the day, finishing up her chores. You know, they got up early in the morning. They, uh, you know, they work through the day. It's evening time. She's there just finishing up. And a perfect stranger comes up and says, hey lady, can you help out a little bit? You know, I'm a little thirsty. You got a, you got a bucket there. She pours for him, a stranger. But that wasn't it alone. The litmus test, not only would she show kindness to a stranger, but similarly, the question is, will this woman also, in verse 19, draw water for the camels until they finished? Now, these camels have gone hundreds of miles, and camels are like tractor trailers of the desert. It's not, like, it's not like hopping off the tank of a motorcycle. You understand they carry a lot of gallons. And here's a woman at the end of the day, one bucket at a time. What does this say about her? She cares about animals. She cares about strangers. She's entrepreneurial. She's industrious. There's a kind of beauty there that indeed is quite telling. What is, a, what is a good kind of woman? She's hardworking. She's just not sitting around looking for love to show up in her life. She's being loving in life. And what happens is a special guy, Isaac, and we want to find a special gal. Note the description here. 
She's kind toward animals. She's kind toward strangers. She's industrious. She's entrepreneurial. That was the sign. And it's all attested by a simple act of the not so simple task of drawing water. I mentioned this, you put it in the well, one bucket at a time. How many times do you think that bucket would have gone into the well to fill up one camel, never mind 10? She's not doing it for her father, for her brother, she's doing it for a perfect stranger. At the end of the day, if she was tired, believe me, I've been tired one or two times in my life, but this woman has an entrepreneurial spirit. I'm telling you, if you're looking for God to show up in the future, learn a lesson from what we're looking at in the past right now. By all means, please, people sit around and depress. Oh, God, when are you going to show up? Go on a journey, be industrious, seek the Lord, and see what comes as a result of it. And I'll tell you what happens here. All of a sudden, with this activity, uh, the fellow Eliezer realizes that there's providence, there's destiny in this arrangement. And then he takes off a little gold, you know, you know, you know, accoutrement here, a couple bracelets of gold. All of a sudden, he decks her out with bling. Oh, what a story. And, you know, this story isn't just to learn about what happened yesterday. It's a story to learn about how to behave today. We walk by faith. We look for God's guidance. We have faith for the future. And you know what? When it comes to the business of love, even if you've had a bad past, I want you to know he can bring it about afresh because I believe that there's a God of the future and those that have faith in him for the future. Well, you know the promise. Seek and you shall find. God bless. Our resource this week, the Grafted In Package, which includes the series Called Together on two DVDs, a Grafted In Necklace, two Stand With Israel koozies, a grafted in decal, a grafted in pen, our things to come bookmark, and the prophesied Messiah bookmark. Contact us and ask for the grafted in package. And thank you for your support. Our Jewish Roots is more than just a television program. See what you are missing on our social media outlets. On Facebook and Twitter, you'll find our daily Name of God devotional, current news articles, the Bearded Bible Brothers, and more. On our YouTube channel, you'll find faith foundations, music, interviews, the Bearded Bible Brothers, and more. Or find everything on our website, levitt.com. We invite you to keep in touch and join us on social media. On our last tour to Israel, we had a family that they made their Israel trip a family reunion. I thought that was so awesome that they were together in Israel. Had another couple, it was their anniversary. If you have an anniversary coming up, make it a family reunion. We'd love for you to join us and your family on a trip to Israel. Join us. Great idea. Yeah. And if you can't make it to Israel, help us bring Israel to you. There's a lot of great stuff out there in Christian television, great anointed music and great preaching and teaching from great churches. We do it all from the land itself. Now, how's that for a platform? It takes money to get there, whether it's for you to go as a family or, or whether to send our crew over there. It's expensive, and we're not asking individuals to pay a lot. If everyone could just do a little, 
The thing that I like least in Christian television is asking for money, but it's something that needs to be done. If I'm not willing to do it, we need to get someone who will because there's bills to be paid. Please, if you find value in Israel, if you find value in the Savior of Israel and for the world, please help us tell the story of the Savior in his ancestral homeland and bring it to the world. A generous donation today helps us to do just that, and I know God will bless you for so doing. There is value in what we bring as a program. There's also value in being generous to someone. We'll see that now as we meet the beautiful Rebecca at the well, followed by the beautiful Dr. Barry Seif, giving her a special insight into the story. Finding love at the watering hole. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find and catch me a catch. One of my most favorite songs from my most favorite musical, Fiddler on the Roof. When Jeff and I went to see that just a few years ago, I think we knew every word from the musical and it was just a delight. I love that song because for 62 years I was single and I waited for God to make me a match. So it's special here to see the servant of Abraham. He's been given an assignment, be a matchmaker. And so the servant finds himself by a watering hole and he's praying. And I love this, that he prays. And even before he's finished praying, voila, Rebecca shows up. She's going to water all of the thirsty camels. And the servant was quite impressed. And God worked in a divine way to bring all that together. I like to say that God answers prayer two ways. Yes, or I have a better idea. Now, the yes answers from God, and when they come immediately, they're great, and we love them, don't we? But the I have a better idea answers from God take time. And God wants to build Christ-likeness in us, that we have to be conformed to Messiah, to walk in his ways, and those prayer requests take longer. I know from experience, I wanted to be married. I didn't have a servant at the watering hole to 
put me together. I didn't join dating groups. I didn't join online internet things. I waited for God to answer my prayer. Like Adam, I mean, and Eve, I went to sleep like Eve and I waited for my Adam. And God brought my Adam in the form of Jeff Scythe. God was the best matchmaker and we can trust him. By the twinkle in Barry's eye, I think she likes you a little bit. Well, I think she does, <laughs> and I just, I just love her. It's, it's a true story. It's not fabricated for television. You hear this stuff about, oh, they look so good on TV, and then they're getting divorced. No, it's better than what we say it is. It's a true I, love story. It really yes. is a love story. There's a God story in the love story, too, and uh, it's a pleasure to work with her. I'm so pleased that you get to experience her just for a few moments. I get her for life. She is really just... Well, here's what I see in Barry. Rebecca was extremely giving and gentle and kind, and I see that in your wife, too, and uh, she's a, a treasure for us to know as a friend also. Yeah, you know, I say if someone has a problem with me, they're probably right. <laughs> if someone's angry at Barry, it's definitely their problem. <laughs> we continue now our story of Isaac and Rebecca in part two of our drama. Let's go there right now. And Abraham's servant spent the night in the home of Abraham's brother, Nahor. He told the family about the reason for coming and how the Lord had led him to this very place to find a wife for Isaac. The God of his master Abraham had been faithful, for the family had agreed to the terms saying, this thing was from the Lord. Personally, I love Christmas music. There's just something about it. And there's a song, What Child Is This? Of course, referencing the Christ child. I'm interested in what woman is this? To whom am I referring to? Rebecca. She meets a guy at the well. He tells a story, gives her a couple bracelets, and this woman is game to take a leap of faith to go with a man she doesn't know to a place she's never been in order to wed a guy she's never met. And I don't think he had a photograph of him to show her. A woman that will do this certainly is a woman of faith that she'd take that leap. And I'm not suggesting it, by the way. I'm just trying to climb into her world a little bit because there is something about walking by faith into the future. There is something a little adventurous about it, a little daring about it, a little bit of throwing some caution to the wind. Of course, she hears a story here about confirmation. There was prayer. She showed up as an answer to it. She assumes that Eliezer isn't being disingenuous. 
she realizes that he comes from means to take care of her. Um, and so, I mean, there are a number of things there, but beyond the beauty that is her, if you'll permit, I principally want to alight upon the matrix from which she comes, the world from which she emerges. And I want you to see the kind of dignity and respect that is shown her. There's something beautiful about this woman. There's something beautiful about where she came from. And why do I say that? Because they didn't just pawn her off. They didn't just sell her off and say, look, the guy got, this guy's got money, diamonds, gold, silver. Hey, you, sweetheart, take a walk. <laughs> you know, we're the recipient of all of this. No. They all heard the arrangement, but what did they do? They asked her for her consent after 10 days, you know, oh yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, but then you can think about it for a couple days and change your mind. The point is, they didn't push her. They respected her. They let her make a decision. They didn't push her around. If you look in 24, verse 57, they said, we'll, we'll call the young woman and let's ask her opinion. Oh, I don't want to be redundant, but I love it. You know, respecting her voice, not manipulating, not cajoling, letting her uh, participate in her own destiny. Now, in antiquity, women were kind of like bought and sold, basically, but there's a kind of respect here that is, is way ahead of its time. And what does she say at the end of verse 58, in response to the question, what do you think, Rivka? She says in Hebrew, Elek, I will go. Let's do it. And off she goes, uh, following God into an unknown future. I like her. And I'll tell you, when I look at her and her husband, I think opposites attract, because personally, Isaac doesn't strike me as particularly adventurous. Um, I think that uh, when, when I look at the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, there's a lot about Abraham, there's a lot about Jacob, very little about Isaac. There's a story about the knife, you know, and Moriah, and then there's a story about the wife, and that's about it. And there's, there's a guy here at 40, you know, uh, I mean, he's not here to defend himself, but I kind of look at him as a failure to launch, quite frankly. That, that you have to send a messenger to go get a 40-year-old, you know, the 40-year-old virgin. You have to go find a woman for him. Personally, I would have been, you know, <laughs> talking with dads. So, hey, dad, let's get over this thing if, if that's the way you're going to do it. And plus, we'll get to this at another time, that when she finally does come, that uh, he brings her into his mother's tent and is comforted for his mother's passing. It seems that mom's death uh, precipitates, well, you know, we got to get a wife for Isaac, <laughs> you know, you know, to, to replace mom. Now, God bless Barry. We'll go out to eat. I'll eat too much. And I'll say, honey, why did you let me do that? And she'll say, well, I'm not your mother. Now, we're just playing there, of course. Uh, um, but I mentioned that here because I don't know. There's a little subtle nuance. He's looking for someone to replace mom. Look, we all have human weaknesses. Personally, I think that, that Isaac 
um, has some faith going for him, but frankly, I think his wife has more. That's my opinion. I'll get to the other side of the grave and they'll sort it out with me. And then I'll get viewer mail that doesn't like my point. But one of the benefits of being a professor is you get to profess. You know, they got doctor in front of my name. I'm not telling it's the gospel. I'm just telling it's the way I see it. Now, there's a beautiful story of faith here. And let's just end on that note. That is to say, there is a woman who's willing. She has a sense of God in her affairs. She doesn't understand everything, but there's something in her that prompts her. And faith has that risk factor. I don't want to, I don't want to overstate the point. I don't want you to go off and marry people you don't know, don't like, because if I think God wants me to do it. Yeah, well, what do you want to do? Uh, you have to be able to weigh in on, on the affirmative, and she does that here. It's a great story. I don't know about you, but I like seeing God working in people's affairs. It's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful woman. She's joining herself to destiny. Divine promises are given to her. The future is going through her. This is a woman who walks by faith and is believing God as she walks her way into an uncertain future. Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store, there, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you. Rebecca was about to walk into an unknown future, but she had faith that God would sustain her through this time and also bring about Isaac as her uh, dream man. But she took a leap of faith. We take a leap of faith in accepting the Lord into our lives also. We don't know what our future lies. Indeed, I think of the marriage ceremony when she puts her hand in his. And that's what the Lord beckons us to do, for us to put our hand into his and then take a step together on the altar and see where it leads. There are many Christian people who you know, I would imagine, who have testified to the fact that good things came as a result of that decision. It's not that they were lucky, it's that they were wise. They made an executive decision to seek first his kingdom. If you're at a place in life where your kingdom's not doing so good, let me encourage you to seek his. And the way you find him is on your knees, calling up to him, asking for help, forgiveness, and then making your way to a Bible-believing church. It all starts there. Yes, That's David? Right. That's so good. Kirsten ends our program today with a beautiful hymn. I love the chorus of this hymn that says, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. You won't hear the whole song right now. You can find it on YouTube. But right now, Kirsten, in this program, and also we end with Shalu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy.